0: What to do when the power goes out on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. Accounting and bookkeeping mistakes destroy thousands of small businesses every single day. Bookkeeping doesn't have to be hard. Turn to the number one invoicing software for small businesses. Start for free today at servnomastercom backslash FreshBooks.
1: Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host.
0: It's kind of appropriate that what happened today happened today, and I'm recording in this situation. Normally I record these episodes at five in the morning. It's kind of the only time I can get enough quietness to give you the quality that I want. But tonight I'm recording 8.30 at night. It's nearly pitch blackout. And what's so strange is that on an island where pretty much everything stops when the sun goes down, the background noise is still pretty loud. So there's a little bit of road noise not too many. I mean, there's not constant cars going by, but there'll be the occasional motorcycle. I'll do my best to give you a great audio experience, but it just happens, right? Life happens, and you can only do your best to adapt. But this morning, it was so weird. I got up early to record. I've missed a few days recently, so I, you know, I have to stay a few days ahead to have time to edit each episode. And I came up this morning at five AM, and there it's pitch black out. The sun doesn't rise till about six. And there were about 10 people eating a really large breakfast by the pool, and they were really, really loud. So I couldn't record. I've never seen that before. I don't know why they were up so early. I tried to ask my wife, and she had no idea because she was also baffled. Why would anyone get up so early and want to eat outside in the dark? But that's what was happening. So I couldn't record this morning. Now, today's episode is all about dealing with nature. Where I live, it's kind of on the edge. The power goes out pretty frequently. We have a generator here now that's one of the reasons i live in this location the last place i was living before had a generator but it wasn't big enough to handle everything so they would just turn on one of the lights and one fan in the house but you couldn't have the air conditioning on or internet when the power went out so now we have a little bit more endurance but the power does go out the internet goes out sometimes just tonight i was working and the internet went out for an hour now i have two internet connections that makes you think well you're probably fine last week both internet connections. And we even tried a third one, we're out for about three days. So sometimes these things happen and how can we keep going forward? How can we maintain our business steam, our momentum? And I've been through the last month, a typhoon, a cyclone, a couple of tropical storms, all these different events. Now, only one of the typhoons was enough that I changed my behavior. Normally I can pretty much ignore the tropical weather but the typhoon was landing right on top of our house. It was only a level one. So I wasn't too worried, but for an hour we did all go into the children's bedroom and put a mattress in front of the window and just endure that. So there was one hour where it was a little bit intense, but those a typhoon is basically a hurricane, but it's spinning in the other direction. One's clockwise, one's counterclockwise. That's actually the difference. And I can't remember which one's which, but otherwise they're exactly the same. It's only the difference of the spin So when you hear typhoon, you can think hurricane. And those ones you hear like where they destroy a whole city, those aren't level ones. Those are like level three, four, and five. At level three, that's where you start getting nervous. At level five, you got to run for the hills. Level five is like as high as they go. So that's as bad as it can get. But when all these things happen, how do you keep going? And so I've had to develop some structures that I think are very valuable. And for you, it might not be that the power goes out. Sometimes you're just in a situation where you can't work because of different reasons. Maybe you're not near your computer, or maybe you're somewhere loud, or all these different things can happen. And so the first thing to keep with you is a notebook and a pen. I actually keep two notebooks with me all the time. I have a couple of other notebooks I use for my copywriting training, but I have two primary work notebooks. The one I have in my lap right now, I'm sitting on my deck, I have my podcasting notebook. Every single episode of the podcast, I block out in my notebook. Now, sometimes I have an article that I've saved in my iPad and I use that as a reference for a topic. Sometimes when I want to talk about stuff, I see a really good article that has like a bullet point list or something, but most of the time I'm using my notebook. And so when the power goes out, I can sit down and start blocking out and doing some planning so what i like to do is plan out a lot of podcast episodes into the future so right now i have fully outlined this episode and the next one i've already outlined in my notebook what i want to talk about and then the two after that i just have the titles the rough titles so after i finish recording this session the next time i pull out my notebook i'll start writing out my next couple of ideas for topics a lot of the ideas i have that i think sound really great I'll look back at my notebook two days later. I'll be like, I hate that idea. I don't want to talk about that. I don't think it's a good podcast episode. Last week, I put out probably three of the best episodes that I'll ever do on this podcast all in a row. Last Thursday, Friday, and then this Monday. So I did how to make $1,000 a month, how to make more than $1,000 a month. And then my interview with Jordan Harbing, which I'm so proud of because he's so brilliant and been so successful at building a podcast. He's getting 2.5 million downloads a month one of the biggest podcasts in the world. You can't get on his podcast anymore. I've been on it twice back when he was kind of up and coming. I would never be invited as a guest on it these days. I'm not nearly at the level he's looking for. And I totally get that. And that's okay. He really spent the 10 years building up one specific thing. He interviews generals. You basically have to have a well-published book through a large company or have a television show. So you have to be that level of celebrity to be worth his time because he's grown so big from when he started out interviewing friends to growing something massive with his weekly show. And having put together all that content, I outlined those first two episodes totally in my notebook. So I have a really deep outline of the $1,000 a month episode and the more than $1,000 a month episode. I wrote those without any electronics, just my pen and my notebook. And that's really what you could do is a lot of outlining your ideas. With my other notebook, I write down a lot more business structures If you're a member of one of my coaching groups, I did a webinar last week where I showed a couple of my mind maps. They're not actually mind maps. I showed a couple of my graphs that show uh, flows of traffic, like how someone buys a book and then they see this email, then they see this offer, structure of a business. I write those out in my notebook all the time. So every time I'm working on a new product, I write it down in my other notebook. So when the power goes out, I can sit down with that notebook and I think about some ideas. I say, what's a really, especially one of the places I get stuck is coming up with really good ways to beef up the value of an offer. That's what I spent a lot of time outlining. I think, what could I do to really increase the value to the audience of this product? And part of that, I actually outlined. My idea was, it goes back to something I saw recently. So if you really follow me, I know some people really, really do. I recently added a Start Here page to my website about a month ago. I've been thinking about it for years. I probably should have done it a lot longer, a lot sooner, but it kind of gives a place for people to start in each topic. Now, my start here page leads to eight other pages. So I kind of say, what do you really want to learn about? What are the topics you're most interested in? And right now they just lead to all the blog post episodes on those topics, which is okay, but I'm making custom pages. And I realized that as much as I have content that kind of dances around how to make $1,000 a month, and that's what I want people to be able to do. That's the first thing that I want to teach people that I didn't codify it in a clear enough way. So I thought about creating something that would really beef up the value of words to profit, but also that I could just give away. And I wanted to make a page that has a lot of material. So I've actually recorded uh, two podcast episodes. I've recorded a 45 minute training video and I've written two other blog posts. So it's a five part series with different types of content that all go in a row to really walk you through building a business that if you stick with it, the first month you make a thousand to $2,000, I don't know if you hear that, but there's a dog fight now. (laughs) <laughs> of course, because I'm, a, I'm outside at night, there's like five dogs fighting each other. So again, I'm adapting to what happens. I'm adapting the environment. So building out that plan, I wrote that all out in my notebook before I did anything with the website, with anything online. I wrote out all my ideas in my maps. So I find outlining a notebook's very useful. Yes, I do a lot of mind mapping on the computer. I do a lot of stuff on the iPad, but I really find a lot of value in structuring things in a notebook. So. It's worth having some tools you can use when the power goes out. Because guess what? Your pens never run out of batteries. You're, you can always use your notebook. These tools are very useful and I keep them with me all the time. I know that as someone who's like futuristic, you expect me to take all my notes and outline everything I do in my phone, but I don't. For certain tasks, I really like to use my notebook. I would never write a podcast outline in my computer. I can't even imagine doing that. The thought of having my outline written that way, even though I eventually have to generate show notes that it, like download a PDF that comes in this episode. It's just not how I approach. It's just not how I want to do things. So my mind, once I develop a system, that's what I do. The second thing you can do, the second tool when the power goes out or when you're away from your main office, you can still work is using your phone. You can record video and audio with your phone. You can take notes. There are so many different tools. Now, it depends if the internet's working or not. If your phone is working in front of the internet, then you could do a lot of cool things. You could write blog posts. You could do live stream. You can use your phone as a total business tool. Now, my phone where I live, where I'm so remote, if the internet's out to the house, then the internet's out to my phone. However, when I was in Thailand last month, or a couple months ago, now it's been a couple months, I was able to just crank out videos and upload them straight from my phone because the internet there, the infrastructure is so strong when you're in the capital in Bangkok, just... The cell phone internet's faster than most people's at-home internet in America. They just have really great infrastructure. One of the advantages of smaller country geographically is that they can be more agile with technology change. For America to do an infrastructure change, it's huge because we have hundreds of millions of people. The country's so massive. We can't even build a working train line right now. But for smaller countries, you can make really big changes very quickly. I was recently talking to someone from Lithuania And he said, oh, our whole country has high-speed internet free on Wi-Fi. Everyone has it free, no password, no login, nothing. They have a small enough country that they can quickly adapt, kind of like some cities do. Some cities have really great internet, some don't. But that's one of the advantages of really great infrastructure. So you might be able to use your phone internet and upload videos, write blog posts, do all those things. But if you can't, You can still accomplish a lot. You can still record videos that you're going to use later. You can still make notes. You can still create outlines. You can still use mind mapping tools. There are a lot of things you can do with your phone that it can become a really, really powerful tool. Most of us, we either see the phone as something we just use to call people and that's it, or it's just a communication device. And then a lot of people, we just have like thousands of apps and we see our phone as an entertainment console. It's very hard to shift your mindset when you have something that's purely for entertainment to shifting to the business mindset. Now, my computer that I do all my work on, I oftentimes see an ad for a game. For example, I like to play those civilization games. I haven't played, I mean, I say I like to play them, I haven't played one in like three or four years, but I used to enjoy them on a previous computer. When I think about putting a game on my computer now, I go, well, that's space on my hard drive that I could use to record more videos. And my computer, if it's on and working, I see it totally as a tool. So for me, I don't mix games and business. For any games I want to play, I only play on the PlayStation and I don't do work on the PlayStation. So my mind is very able to delineate those things. So my phone, it's a little bit harder because it's very hard to have your phone that's totally business. I mean, you have a game on your phone when you're bored, you play it at a bus stop or you're waiting for a meeting. We text people, we get used to that. So it's a little harder, but it's good to have a group of apps that you can use for business for the different things you do in fact i could run the majority of my business through my phone i have a GoToWebinar app i could run my coaching calls i have skype on my phone i have basically i can access the back end of my website probably there it would be a little bit hard because i have some complicated setups so i couldn't do everything as far as building my website but i could certainly write blog posts no problem through my phone there's a lot of things you can do right now i'm outside sitting on my porch all i have is my little road microphone my little road lapel microphone and my phone and i'm recording this episode it's all i need to record a podcast episode so you can do a lot of your ideas with your notebook and you can actually create content quite easily with your phone i really like creating audio content actually the challenge is just it's i can't even explain it because there's so few people on my island there's more people in most city blocks in america than they're on my entire island and yet Somehow there's, whenever I'm recording, someone always walks by shouting. Since I've started this recording, at least six or seven people walk by shouting. And I would try and edit them all out, but it just happens. So that's one of my big challenges. And, you know, it's a price of living in paradise. Look at me complaining. Oh, I live on the beach and I'm in paradise. It's a little bit too loud, but I want to give you a great user experience. And there's another dog. And there's the second dog fight of the night. This is why I record at 5 a.m. Because there's not as many dog fights, but... Like I said, those people were right outside my porch just being so loud. But when you the power's out or you're limited, look to the other tools you have. You can also use an audio recorder. I actually have loads. I used to have one of those Olympus pocket recorders. I've been through probably 10 iterations of those. When I was in college, I had one you put little tapes in to record stuff. If you have a camcorder or if you just have a point and click camera, you can even shoot videos on those. Almost all of those now can shoot high enough quality video to look great on YouTube. So thinking outside the box, one of the great things, what I, what I like about when the power goes out is that it gets quiet. It's actually finally quiet where I live when the power's out. There's not enough. And wow, a third dogfight, all in the course of this 25-minute episode, this short podcast episode. But oh, you can have a really great recorder and record audio whenever you want to. Of course, your phone could do that as well. And for me, I don't mind map on my phone because the screen's too small, but you can certainly do that. On an iPad, I actually use an iPad mini. Basically, my wife and my daughter have taken over the iPad, the full-sized one that that I have. So the iPad mini, and my iPad mini is like five or six years old. There hasn't been any reason to update it in that time. It has the simple mind mapping program I like. And I've actually mind mapped some of my biggest products on it. Some of the biggest products I've ever released were originally mind mapped on that simple iPad. So sometimes it helps to look at things in a different way and to a little bit think outside the box. And remember, hey, I don't need the power on. And even if all my batteries go out, I can still get things done. Planning and outlining is very, very valuable. Having a structure and an idea for what you're going to do for the rest of the month, having an idea for the products you're going to work on or outlining the books that you want to write, very, very valuable. And on a core level, I'm just a big fan of notebooks. There's so that much value from that. As I've talked about in the past, and I have the whole downloadable PDF, which you could also print off, if you want to get good at copywriting. And if you want to start getting paid big money to write sales letters and write commercials and have fun doing that, get a bunch of old books or old ads. And I've got like a thousand pages of ads you can download and and a PDF on the copy page to help you out. If you want to learn copywriting without spending any money or buying a course, get a notebook and you just start copying letter after letter into it. And if you want to become a writer, if you're hitting a wall with your writing style or your creativity, you feel like you're not a good enough writer, take a really great book and copy it by hand. You can definitely take, there's some really... Great authors that you can use. Um, Hemingway is worth copying my hand because he really mastered the art of writing eloquently, but for the common man. That's what he really developed. Books before him were really targeted at fancy people. So the language was much more flowery and sentences were really long. But he mastered the art of writing well that everyone could read. That's kind of what Hemingway did. That's why people are, you know, Tom is a great American author. I'm not a big fan of like Old Man in the Sea. I read that book. I don't really enjoy it. Maybe I just missed it, but his writing style, I can say, and it certainly worked because he kind of changed the way American authors write in the last hundred years. So don't think of the power out or weather or traveling as these limitations. You can continue to run your business and make things happen. I keep my Kindle with me all the time. In fact, my Kindle, I use it so much that it's about to die. I have to buy a new Kindle next month when I'm in America. I'm actually just going to buy a replacement for the one I have. I don't need a more fancy one. I need the exact same one. I might even get a, a down model get a lesser model because this has some features that I don't use, but it's another great device where I can do a lot of research. Now, the great thing about the Kindle with the 3G because I travel so much is that wherever I go in the world, I can download books. It does have the ability to grab internet in every single country. And that's pretty cool. But I'm very rarely in that situation anymore because I'm not jumping country to country. So this is some of the ways that when the power goes out, you can continue to build and grow your business. I really recommend, and even if you don't have the power go out, it still helps to sometimes work away from the computer. Spending so much time in front of the computer can cause you to lose focus. I have problems with my eyes, I wear special computer glasses and I still, if I'm at the computer too long, my eyes will start to hurt. So I want to spend as much time as I can away from the computer while working. And these are great ways to accomplish stuff. If you're doing a lot of networking or you're doing a lot of connecting, you can do phone calls without being near the computer. You can become someone who does a lot of phone calls. One of the people I work with, he, even for his computer, he has a headset on like a 30 foot wire. So he can, he's always walking when he's on the phone. That's how he does his health stuff as well. I just want to play some seeds in your head today to realize that these little things that can become a block don't have to be. What happens to me more often than power going out is the internet going out. And sometimes the internet goes out. I go, oh, man, I can't get anything done. I can't do what I wanted to do today. And that's what I hate. Once I want to finish something in the day, I hate when I can't. It's hard for me to shift gears. But sometimes we have to. You can't do anything. The power goes out. The internet goes out. It's just life. And when that happens, for example, I'll start working on outline or I can write a book. I'm in the middle of editing, re-editing, and finalizing a book. I know it was supposed to come out like two months ago. I've just been so distracted. The book's been 70% done. It's been written. I'm only 70% through the final edit. <laughs> like I'm that far along the path. If I just could have three days was the only thing I was working on, I could put the book out this weekend. But again, there's so many projects, things coming in, but whenever I get distracted, wherever the power goes out, I go back to editing that book. I like to put in about an hour a day so that I'm slowly getting closer and closer. And I'll be done probably by the end of the month, but we can have projects that we shift to. We go, okay, this is when the internet goes out. I work on this. or I work on slide design or I write, I block out ideas or I work on my mind maps. I don't always need to be logged in my website and doing that part. So finding tasks you can do that don't require everything that can be very helpful. So you can adapt to change in life If the power goes out, the internet goes out, the problem with the lighting or your battery dies or all these different things, you don't suddenly go out of business. Just like I talk about avoiding having a single financial point of failure. One of my friends, one of actually my original mentors was so successful. And now he's in a whole lot of trouble because his whole business depended had one point of failure that I was always worried about. He had a single source of customers. He was getting a huge number of customers, but then that particular source, the place he was getting his customers, went out of business. That source disappeared, and now his business is basically gone. And just like that can happen when you have a single point of failure for your business, I want you to have multiple ways to work so that you don't have a single point of failure for your work. If my laptop died, I wouldn't go out of business. I would still be able to work. Obviously, I have my old laptop, which my wife uses. I mean, I would hate to go back to it because it's so slow and it's like ten years old. What's that? Maybe it's six or seven years old, but it's quite old. I change lap- I change computers like every three years. I don't change them all the time. But even if that didn't work, I could still use my phone or my iPad to do a lot of my work. I have the ability to get a lot of things done using other pieces of technology or adapting. And so, I want you to always think: Do I have points that are single point of failure. If the internet goes out for a day, do I go out of business? If I lose power for a day, do I get out of business? Now, if the internet goes out for a week, you obviously got to do something. It's, just, it's hard to overcome that big of a thing. When both my internet channels were out last week, I started looking at plane flights. I said, oh, if the internet doesn't go back, come back in three days, I'm going to have to fly to the, another part of the country and I'll just go away for a week. And I'll come back. Hopefully everything will be fine. Because I can't have no internet. I can't be unreachable and unable to check email and communicate with you guys or unable to upload podcast episodes. Nobody wants that. I want to upload these and record these just so much you want to listen to them. So it's important. So I can't go offline for too long, but two or three days I can endure. I don't like what happens very much. I do get a couple of Skype messages like, hey, where have you been? Why are you answering my questions? And then I go, sorry, I was in a typhoon. I apologize, but it does happen. We have pretty frequent typhoons here. So sometimes we have to adapt to those things. So these are ways that you can continue thriving and growing your business, even when the power goes out.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller. Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Join me on my Facebook page at facebook.com backslash serve no master.